Greetings and welcome to The Thirsty Mage, the podcast that's coming around on the idea of eating rice to build up our stats. I'm your host, Jordan Rudek, and on this episode, we're taking another five-hour shot, this time with Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, an action RPG cross-pollinated with a light farming sim. Joining me is a man who puts the action in action RPG, it's David Lloyd. Yes, there was... Uh... Far, far too, far too little uh, murderous intent in this game, uh, but I am now armed with more rice knowledge than I'll ever need in my lifetime. It's also probably the most, the highest number of bunnies you've ever slaughtered in your life. I'd say that's true. Uh, uh, and I, I just pictured like I don't know, like the, the cartoon rabbits. It just felt like I was murdering Bugs Bunny thousands and thousands of times. There, there, yeah, most of them were the cute ones. And then sometimes they'd get like the red, the red eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah, those look pretty evil. We probably want to kill those ones. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they definitely have that murderous intent for sure. But yeah, it's funny. Most of the time you're just killing woodland creatures who seem to be just hanging out, you know, and enjoying their homes. <laughs> but I guess you, you got to slaughter them for that precious meat. So just hold just uh, quietly holding clubs. Uh going about their business uh, until clubs or bows and arrows or like, one of them has a bomb as well they're really small they're pretty tiny it's and then if you knock them out the bomb just drops so you gotta watch out for those too yeah and then some just random birds that seem to be flying by that you decide to hack out of the air i think the most satisfying thing with the birds or the rabbits is hitting them into the air and then smashing them at some of the bigger enemies like cause <laughs> yes. you can kind of hit them downwards into like the boar or the uh, the elk or moose or deer, whatever whatever creature it is. Is one of them a bear as well? Like any of those kind of larger ones that take up more real estate, that'll be easier to hit with the those uh, animals turned projectiles. Yeah, the game definitely became easier once I figured out the mechanic of uh, launching characters into other characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do a lot of damage. You can also open up like rocks or or spikes you can kind of take those out uh, by launching the animals too so it's, it's a way to get i guess more resources as well uh, and then sometimes it's even related to some of the goals in the area i think like you might accomplish an exploration goal by knocking enemies into things multiple times so there is i guess you got to kind of watch for those side objectives you get when you go into each area but yeah, so Sakuno of Rice and Ruin, that's the game we're covering uh, this week. Uh, Dave and I both put in five hours, ready to deliver our, uh, you know, the eagerly awaited verdict on the game. Uh, this is a 2020 release. Uh, the developer is Edelweiss. David did a little bit of research into, the, I guess, the, the developer's previous title. David, why don't you tell us, what, what did you find out here? This was news to me. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I kind of looked it up. Like, we found this on uh, the PS Plus I never remember which package we're in. Extra, I guess it is. The meat, I think this is an extra game, but we, you and I might have premium. I, Because I, I, that has the classic games too. But th this is yeah. in the extra tier, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that's where we found it. I remember when this came out, I was actually planning on playing it and then just yeah, never, me too. never did. <laughs> so, But yeah, like you said, the developers, uh, Idlevice, they're an indie dev. They got a couple games on Steam. It looks like they make a, a game every three years. So we're actually probably due for one. But in 2017, they made kind of a traditional looking kind of Gundam shoot 'em up game. So it nothing that really was too relevant to this. Uh, but the game they made before this uh, in 2014 was called uh, Fairy Bloom Freesia, uh, which at the outset just kind of seemed like a million games I've seen. And the only really thing that stood out for me was that 
it looked like the combat for Sakuna came directly from this game. Yeah, it, it looks really similar. Really, it looks similar. exactly like it. Like yeah. it, it, almost everything about it, it was almost to the point where it's like, okay, so Sakuna is just like a reskin of this game, but then with the race mechanics. <laughs> yeah, added the, the added the farming element to free bloom. Yeah. Yeah, Our so it's, yeah, it was almost like they, you know, they went back, kind of went back to the well of, uh, okay, you know, we we had this game. Uh, I don't know, assuming it probably didn't do well enough or whatever, or, or maybe even um, Marvelous, the publisher, saw it back in the day and said, hey, we like this, but what what more can we do, or just something to that extent, because it really seems like they're they're building off an idea that they had in 2014. Yeah, I mean, Fairy Bloom came out, I mean, it's only, it's a 9 out of 10 on Steam, but it's only got 554 reviews. And for a game that's, you know, 10 years old-ish, like, that's that's not that many. So it, it's clear that not a lot of people play that. I think a lot of people did play Sakana. I think, you know, that's a lot more well-known of a title. But, yeah, I, it, it, yeah, obviously, you know, they were kind of riffing on uh, the combat there and adding something else to it. If, uh, the description, uh, part of the description for Fairy Bloom mentions, you know, kind of juggling and chaining combos. And you can see that in, in Sakana of, uh, as well, like kind of putting enemies into the air and smashing them down or smashing in another direction to hit other enemies. So, yeah, probably just, you know, a, a similar type of combat, maybe iterating on it a little bit uh, and then at, trying to add maybe more of a story or more of a uh, this simulation element all around it. So we'll, we'll get into the overview here. Uh, so basically, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, you have an overworld map. Uh, on that map, you visit nodes that have side-scrolling action segments. That's the action kind of RPG component. Uh, here, you are harvesting materials. Uh, these can be foods, uh, grains, rocks, wood, stuff like that, while also achieving exploration tasks. Uh, so before you go into an area, there's a list of three or four generally tasks related to that area it might be get to the end of the area and then defeat kind of all the enemies that are there or maybe a boss a boss character uh, it might be that you have to acquire a certain number of materials maybe five packs of salt or something like that or two two types of wood and then once you do that you kind of check off that box and it builds up your exploration percentage for that area uh, which I think contributes to an overall exploration score and as your score goes up you unlock more of these nodes and then you, you're kind of rinse and repeating there, right? So you're unlocking mm -hmm. new places to go, getting new materials, and then bringing those back to uh, your, your homestead. Uh, on the homestead, the uh, you have kind of this group of characters that you've come over with. Uh, you've kind of been banished from your home uh, along with these characters. I guess these human characters tried to enter the realm of the gods. And so you being a god or a demigod or kind of sent off with them uh, for, for kind of you burned up all these materials and kind of let the humans in. So you're kind of being punished. So you're sent to this island to kind of cultivate it. You arrive at this homestead that belonged to your parents, I think. Uh, so you're, you're already kind of familiar with the area or at the very least it is, it is part of your uh, ancestry. Uh, and there you're kind of like building up the homestead again. And, and you've got this plot of land where you're doing farming for rice. Uh, and the rice farming is, is kind of the other half of the game. In that in that component, you're you're doing kind of the farming tasks of you know sowing, planting, taking out weeds, making sure that the crops are watered. You can also pick up bugs and things around the uh, the rice paddy as well. Uh, when the rice is harvested, you're kind of you're, you're after you harvest it, you're hanging it to dry. You bring it in, you do the threshing, you do the milling. You can change it into brown rice or white rice, which will affect the 
uh, whether you want to grow your stats more or whether you want the food that you eat or cook on a day-to-day basis to do more for you. Uh, I guess with the brown rice, I think that's the way that one goes. So yeah, that's kind of the loop is half of the game you spend outside collecting materials and advancing the exploration score. And the other half you spend doing the farming tasks of, of getting the rice ready. The stronger your rice yield, the more your stats grow. So you are incentivized to do a good job with all the farming tasks because then your stats go up and you can do more exploration and the combat side becomes easier uh, as well. Uh, David, what do you what did you think of kind of the gameplay loop? What parts did you like? What parts did you not like? What were your impressions there? Uh, so, I mean, the story was pretty shallow. Like what yeah. you said is basically what it is. <laughs> like you're you're playing as a god. Uh, who, who also happens to be like a young girl, uh, like a spoiled child to a certain extent, because uh, you're kind of uh, annoyed at, at the fact that the, these humans came into your home, uh, did all the damage, and, and you're being punished along with them uh, with having to, uh, you know, be banished to this island to uh, kind of work through, like, or basically you're restoring all the rice that you that the humans had accidentally burned. When, when yeah, exactly. Accidentally yeah. came into this, the, the realm of a god. So, I mean, the, the so the story itself is pretty shallow. There's a lot of humor that involved though, because you have, uh, I, I was laughing at a few interactions between uh, my character and, and the humans, because there, there's basically like, uh, she has some kind of, she has resentment towards them for putting her in this position to begin with. Um, having never really done any kind of labor, you know, she's complaining all the time about, you know, having to be the one that explores and then having to be the one that does the, the farming. And so they're always kind of like this back and forth with the humans and the humans are like a family. So you have the different dynamics, like there's the father figure and a mother figure, a brother and sister and a baby. So you kind of have a little dynamic from the wall. So it, it's or you know, it's it's funny, but it's there's not much there per se. Like there's not there's no character growth. Yeah, I feel like the, the gameplay mechanics, kind of what you're doing seems to be a lot more of the focus as opposed to a story or overall plot. Like it, it, it's it's kind of there as window dressing, maybe just to you know, give you something to go by. But really, it's more about exploring this island, opening up the different nodes and uh, again, trying to have a better rice harvest. Or I mean, learning more about the whole kind of planting harvesting cycle, right? Like you, there are guides you uh, acquire from that, that kind of character. I can't remember his name, the samurai looking guy, although he's not very good swordsman, but (laughs) he's kind of the, he becomes kind of the mentor, I suppose, for, for growing the rice. So you talk to him and he has all these guides for how to grow it and things to do. I do think there are some random elements to it. Just kind of looking into the game a little bit further. Yeah. And so no matter how well you think you're doing with the rice harvest, there are still things that can happen too. I think to, to throw it off a little bit, but yeah, he gives you all, all the tips you can, you can handle for, for trying to have a, the, the best rice crop that you can and hence improve your stats the most. And uh, th- this cycle seems to just kind of continue. Like I, I, in, in my five hours, I went through t- about two and a half harvests. I think I was into my third year, about halfway through, I think by the time I, I reached a, a particular node that uh, we wanted to stop at the, this forest, uh, probably about 10 or 10 or 12 nodes deep into the game, I think something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I think that I think the the combination of the action RPG combat and how that gets easier based on how, I guess, how many harvests you've done or how your rice is doing. I think that that dynamic is really compelling and interesting to me. I haven't really seen something like that where you, you have farming games where the farming is kind of very separate 
And then if there's action or adventure, or whatever, that that's all on the other side of the uh, of the coin. Right. But here they're they're kind of intertwined in this cool way that you you are incentivized you know, to explore, to learn how to farm. Uh, it's not just about, you know, acquiring materials and imp- improving your weapons or or crafting new armor or something like that. Th- those components are here, but it's it really is about, you know, tending your field and making sure that's going well and not not neglecting it. You know, if you, if you forget a couple of days each season or each. Yeah. So the four seasons, they each only have three days to them. Right. So the, the, the seasons can go by pretty fast. I, f- I found myself exploring some of the nose and you know, before I knew it, it would go from day to night. And you have to basically go home at nighttime because all the enemies get like super powered at night and you can't really fight them. Maybe later on in the game when you when your stats are higher, you can. But at nighttime, I was always going right back home. Uh, To me, the game feels at least in the first five hours feels more like a roguelite than than uh, anything else, because you like you said, you know, in the first and it's funny, like in the first kind of cycle, uh, they don't really tell you anything about how to <laughs> to do the race. You're you're kind of um, just kind of thrown out to the wolves in, in certain respects where it's like, well, I don't you know, I don't know how much water I'm supposed to put in here. Uh, I kind of gathered that you need to take the weeds out. So I was doing that. I could see that there was you, know, you had to like carry the, the poop from the outhouse to the fertilizer den. And I, you kind of like goofed around in there. And then it was in the second cycle that you really like the game is really like here. Here's how to do it properly. Like and I, I felt over the, the second one and into the third one, uh, things really starting to kind of take off there because, like you said, the the samurai or the the bandit, which it's uh, he's kind of a little bit of both, I guess. Uh, he's kind of learning with you how to do these things. So he, I think like in story wise, it's. He's like, oh, I found these scrolls from your parents. And then I've learned that we need to do this, this and this. So now you have like a tutorial that you can read and go through. And you're like, OK, I, you know, there, here's some basics things. Um, and then as as you get further, you start to unlock uh, bonuses that actually help you with the with the farming. So like before, in the first in the first actually in the first two rounds, I ended up just like planting wherever it seemed logical. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was just yeah. planting seeds wherever really. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, here's a, here's a grid that you can use. And I'm like, oh, well, man, I like, I, I was not, not planting them anywhere near where they were supposed to be. So now you've yeah, got yes, like yes. this grid where I'm like, okay, clearly I'm supposed to be like at, at the crosshairs of all these grids. So you, you had that to work with. And then I had no idea that you had to have like the same where I was like, the water should be at your ankles throughout the year. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, I was like, I, I've, I've been just kind of leaving it muddy for the yeah, most. Now, now you tell me. Thanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where were you in the first year? There's a there's a lot of that kind of trial and error uh, with these early harvests, I think, where you you are meant to kind of screw it up a little bit and then get better Fumble at it. Through. You also as you do more of it, you also gain abilities that make it faster. Right. For example, the more as you do more planting, you'll you'll acquire like an ability. It'll just kind of pop up that lets you plant faster or, or harvest faster or, you know, take, take out weeds faster, stuff like that. Right. So the more you do it, the game does reward you for that repetition by making it faster the next time. So you can focus maybe on something else. So I, again, there are a lot of kind of hidden things happening behind the scenes that, that do make you better at the game. You can kind of see that and see and feel that progression and you notice it, right? You notice that you are getting faster at kind of the more m- mundane or, or, or uh, kind of, tedious farming tasks right you get you get through them faster than you can get to the things that are maybe more enjoyable afterwards so i I did like that part too i don't know if later on 
you get a second field, but you you do acquire the ability eventually to send out the the other members of the ho- the homestead to the uh, kind of surrounding nodes that are specifically like gathering nodes. So you can send them out, and they'll bring back you know stones or wood or or uh, maybe materials for cooking or something like that. So th- you get a little bit of help like that as well. And I wonder if later in the game that gets expanded. But it was nice to have uh, another source of kind of material income, I guess. It was explained uh, near the end of my playthrough. It, the samurai explained to me that because uh, there was like a cutscene where they were building more fields, like because he was like, oh, you've got rid of all these monsters. So now we have more room to make fields. And so there was they they cultivated these fields at the like near further down the mountain. Yeah. But it was explained that they would take care of the fields off screen <laughs> based on whatever you did. Mm, so right. So that one field that you're using, it seems like that's all it'll ever be for your character because they're just he, he he said, well, we'll just piggyback off whatever you're doing and we'll apply it to these fields that you won't see. Got it. OK, OK. Yeah, I, I must have missed that part, but it's kind of ringing a bell a little bit now that you mentioned that. So, OK, got that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think how many boss encounters we came up, up upon to get to this point. So I, I, I think I'm trying to remember like two or three and they were, they were kind of just these larger animals. Uh, there was a large frog. I think that was probably the last boss that I fought. And I, I, I struggled against a couple of them. Like it took me two or three tries until I kind of figured out, okay, you know, what's, what's the attack pattern here? What's the best type of uh, attacking I should be doing to, to damage them. And then you have like the kind of the minions that are coming in as well. So you have to, you have to deal with them or, like we were mentioning, maybe launch them into launch them yeah. into the boss for extra damage, right? So, I don't know how did how did you find the combat or some of those maybe more stout foes? Yeah, uh, the deer thing gave me problems because yeah, was me like, too. Just kept galloping all over the place, so I, I I was mostly like trying to stay away, but it's so it's like half the screen, so it, like trying to avoid it seems to cause like you might as well just go all out and try to hit everything into it, but. Mm-hmm. The first one wasn't the first boss wasn't too bad because it it, it was slow as molasses. <laughs> like I just kept yes. kept pulling the bad guys into the. I think it was just like an oversized pig or whatever those like boar things are with the uh, with the club. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I was mostly just able to uh, stay away, and then you can use. So like you have a primary attack, which is this kind of like a sword, and then you have a a secondary. Um, I, I don't know if it's like a caper. It reminded me of like some kind of caper ribbon that you kind of just throw at. You can use it to kind of cling to the wall or you can spin around enemies. So if the boss ever got close, I would just use that to get behind them. And I just kept kind of flipping and trying to stay out of the range of attack. I thought that was the most enjoyable part of the action uh, element of the game was this. Yeah, this scarf or ribbon that the that uh, Sukuna has this um, ability to kind of like just you'd be playing like rope a dope with them a little bit. Like you'd throw, you could throw it out at the enemy and you'd, you'd kind of wrap around behind them and you could keep doing it back and forth. So you could it'd be very easy to avoid damage like that. But then if you're flying across the screen, you're not necessarily doing any damage either. Right. So, yeah. but it was, it was a good uh, way of getting behind the enemy to maybe do a couple of hits and then you can back off or you could do the rope a dope again, fly to the other side and then do a little bit more of that. Like I, I used this quite a bit in combat, not just with the bosses, but with the minor enemies as well. Like, I'd say about the first half of my playthrough, I didn't quite realize the benefit or that you needed to actually have meals with the the members of your homestead. If you don't eat the meals, you don't improve your stats. I guess that you get you get a temporary buff from eating the meals and cooking them. 
but you also gain these perks like that allow you to refill your health. So one of the main draws or, or benefits uh, to filling up your stamina or filling up your hunger meter is that when you go out to do the action RPG element and you take damage, if you filled up your stomach, your health will regenerate over time. If, if, if you're tummy is uh, empty, then you won't have that benefit. So as soon as you run out of health, it'll send you back to the beginning of an area. All your progress, all the materials you've picked up, those will all be gone. Mm -hmm. Although you'll get the time back. So if if you start out in the afternoon, it'll come back to the afternoon. But you do want to go out after you've had a meal. So at the beginning of the day, you know, after you, you've, you've had a meal at night, then you go to sleep, you wake up and your stomach is full. That's the best time to go out because then you're going to have that HP regen. You can kind of stay out a little bit longer wherever you're exploring. Uh, and even if you take damage in combat, which is likely to happen, like it's it's not a game where, I, at least for me, I don't know about you, David, but or is able to avoid a lot of damage. I'm constantly taking hits because there's a lot of small enemies that you're dealing with at any time. Yeah, well, and I, I just throw caution to the wind in any R- action RPG I play in, and I just go all offense. So. As we well know, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, there's, uh, and then on top of that, there was, so I built a forge um, with, like, the brother character and yep. upgraded, I think I upgraded, I don't know if it's a sword or not, but there was, like, my main attack, and then there's your heavy attack is a hoe, so I was able to make, like, copper uh, versions of those two uh, items, and then the um the sister character uh i was able to make i guess it's like a what do you call it like something to sew stuff i guess or whatever like there was yeah she's making like hats or or outfits for you right or i think she could even make masks and stuff too that had their own uh perks to them and i i put the first hat on but it was so distracting that i was like no i'm good (laughs) i'm gonna take this off because it was uh it was too big for me but the yeah like that that's just like a kind of another another more ways to to boost your your stats and raise your your numbers and that sort of thing one of the masks that you get early on actually uh, mask or hat that you get early on has a, a perk of like letting you know if treasure is close by so sometimes if there's like a hidden treasure that you have to i mean maybe scale a mountainous area a little bit more to get it was excuse me it was nice to have that benefit so they kind of kind of pings you to let you know that you're close to a treasure chest you maybe want to explore a little bit further uh, you know, yeah. maybe maybe outside of the the screen area where you can actually see it. I guess that's one of the, like one of the things that bothered me about the game is, I uh, like you said, I think we were around twelve, thirteen, some of the nodes around there. I don't know if any of the nodes looked any different. Like, there's no way you could be in a node and be like, oh, well, I'm in this area. Like, they they were all identical to me. With there was like some small variety, but it was like cave, cave, cave. Little redder cave, little oranger cave, 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 cave. Like it, it got pretty uh, repetitive in in the, you know, you're just kind of running up some walls here or running up some walls there, and oh, there's a door. That that was like basically the only real <laughs> variation to, to some of these areas. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think the repetition earlier on, early on, I mean, in terms of gameplay, but then also environments is something that drags the game a little bit. It's one of those, it's going to be one of those things like, like, oh, okay, you play, you only played five hours, it opens up after that. And it, ironically, the area at, that opens up after the one we stopped at, after this forest, I think it's called, it's like something Hidden Valley or something like that. It actually has like a water kind of area. So you, there's like fish jumping out of the water and it does look a little, I don't think you're in a cave per se. I think you're in kind of an outdoor field with like ponds or lakes, or rivers or something like that. So there's a little bit more variety upcoming. But yeah, the first part of the first section of the game where that we play the first five or six hours or so, 
Uh, it, it is. Yeah. Just, you're just kind of looking at the same caves and they've got, you know, stalactites and rocks jutting out and, uh, and wood to harvest and, and, uh, rocky out kind of outcroppings to mine. Like it, it was also, it, you could have told me the name of any place. I'd be like, it probably looks like this and you wouldn't be wrong about that. Right. Maybe yeah. just a, a palette swap of the colors, the enemies p- appearing in a different spot. Maybe uh, some of them end with a boss fight. Others don't, but, and there weren't too many boss fights to say, I think we probably only came across three, maybe four, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of, it, it just feels like a game that repetition is kind of built into it as, as with all farming Sims, they, they do kind of uh, have that, uh, have that component to them. Well, and I, I think we played probably close to 20% of the game uh, just because like with the how long to beat it saying it's about 30 hours. That's so. the sense I got too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing there's probably, like you said, there's, there'll be some variation the further you get in, but you know, maybe four or five <laughs> different at best. I would yeah. Think. Four or five probably biomes or, or different, different areas to explore um, major environment changes, I guess. But yeah. I don't I don't imagine the gameplay changing very much, though, right? It's still going to be you know, hordes of minions you take down, uh, build up that exploration score, fight bosses on occasion, come back and do the farming. Like, I, I don't I don't anticipate like a, a major twist in this game where like maybe you play a different character or something crazy like that or that, you know, your 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 rice patty burns down and you have to, you know, do, you know go out and fix. I don't know. I yeah. just don't I don't see anything like that coming which maybe would compel me to keep going some kind of major twist. I think it's just more of the same and it's a little bit lighter fare. And, and, and I say that, but there were definitely sections of the combat, especially when I hadn't eaten anything that I found particularly challenging, not just boss fights, but just areas where I felt a little bit underpowered and maybe I needed to wait till a new harvest had come in and my stats would go up or I had to go back to the, the, the forge that you mentioned uh, and, and improve some of my weapons or something like that. I, there are kind of odd difficulty spikes that you, rather than overcoming them with skill or, or endeavoring, you maybe just have to wait a little bit till you're stronger. Yeah, I did like that uh, you like you were unlocking new abilities for combat as as the w- things are going on. Like I w- used the there's like a I don't know what, what how I describe it like a home run. <laughs> smack with the the hoe where if you hold the, the button in a certain way you can like launch enemies from the side it, it reminded me of like the home the home run bat from like super smash brothers where they just like go through the everyone on the screen yes yes i know the one you're talking about yeah yeah and then there was like um a spin move where whether you're going up or down you know she would hold the hole out and then do a spin so it was so you were like multiple attacks I found those especially useful against the birds because usually the they had this like pattern where they'd swoop down and then they would all kind of congregate in one spot and then they would swoop down again. So I usually just waited for them to when they congregated and then do the spin attack to kind of take them all out at once. Uh, and you can you had control over what button combinations were for what skills. So I thought that was pretty useful. Yeah, I. I found myself just kind of resorting to the same types of combos over and over again. I, I know you were you know, acquiring new skills and new ways of dealing damage, but I, I just felt so comfortable kind of like mashing. Yeah, the, the broke, the, go fix it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, the, the, I would just kind of go into like some of the smaller enemies, hit them up in the air and kind of serve them up on a tee to smash them down. I kind of just did the same thing. And I would keep doing that even to the larger enemies until I could get them in the air. Because once you get those more dangerous 
creatures up in the air and they can't be doing any damage to you. That, that was, you know, just felt a little bit safer like that. So I, w- I would swing around when I needed to, but otherwise, yeah, it's just the same kind of like forward and up type of combo, uh, almost like a like an uppercut type of thing, and then just do a few attacks in midair and then either hit them straight down or hit them to the side if I if I had someone to knock them into. But it was fine. I, I don't I don't mind games that that are like that, where you can just kind of c- uh, succeed by doing the same thing over and over again. Even when I play a game like Ease, uh, like Ease 8 or Ease 9, I, I kind of resort to the same combos over and over again. I, I think it's fun because it works. I don't I don't need to be like changing up the combat too much, even if you even if you can and you unlock new abilities, that doesn't matter too much to me. Uh, but at the very least, this game does have those options for you if you want to mix it up or uh, and, and then. You, you you mentioned like the the heavy and the light weapons. I I, th- I, th- I had the feeling the first weapon was like a scythe or something like that. It, like, oh yeah, like yeah. A, like, it almost looked like a pickaxe sort of. Yes. Of, uh, and then yeah, the the larger hoe that uh, with the longer reach, a little bit more of a heavy attack. And yeah, I got see one thing I thought was funny was I I would change those weapons to different ones, but I didn't really notice the attack animation being much different. Like I felt like even oh, if I, I put in like I a hammer or whatever, it looked yeah. the same. Yeah, it didn't feel any different. It, like, I think it was one of those things where it was more behind the scenes numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More damage. But... Yeah, I don't I it didn't really feel the difference per no, se. No, no. Yeah. yeah, I've kind of in the same boat there. But I mean, you, yes, you are rewarded for for forging and for uh, improving your equipment and stuff like that. You you notice the enemies taking more damage, but it was kind of funny just to not see much in terms of visual feedback on that. But yeah, One of the other things that bothered me on the uh, action though is um, you, sometimes you could not you the way that you knock down an opponent, there was a delay before you like if you hit them down and they were they were kind of like on their back, you couldn't attack them again until they stood back up. Oh yes, that's right. They, yeah, they they'd have like some iframes. It could be even like two or three seconds, like yeah, uh, just frames. Like they would be they'd be kind of like darkened out. I think they'd have a different color to them. And until they got upright, you couldn't do any damage to them, which was a little odd, you know, for for the type of game that this is. It'd be nice if there was at least some attacks you could do while they're on the ground. Well, and the heavy attacks had like a cooldown period. So I was finding like I would knock one down, then I would I would try to like do the baseball swing on them. And then I would miss because they're still in their cooldown period. But now I've just wasted my heavy attacks and I got to wait a second for it to refill. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but and you're, the, you're in the meantime, he's already got up and he's smacking me around again. That's right. That's right. There's a few times like that where I'm like, ah, I wish there wasn't this like two to three seconds of invulnerability. Like I just mm-hmm. want to knock them down and throw them, throw them around. I think, I think without a doubt, like the combat could feel better. It, it does. And it, it is tough in a game like this where it's trying to do so much, right? Trying to have these two kind of major, very contrasting systems work together. It is hard to kind of do well with both of them. So there's that randomness factor to the rice harvesting and, and planting but then on the combat side you get some some jank in some areas where like maybe it could feel a little smoother the flow could be a little bit better for sure mm-hmm. oh I, I lost my thought i had something about uh about the combat or gameplay side uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to it any other any other thoughts like you know presentation wise look i thought the game looked pretty nice like on, on a ps5 I, I thought the you know the hd graphics the the colors and everything like that were, were a lot of like you know, in the cave areas, you know, a lot of greens and, and, and browns and things like that. But the farmstead, kind of the changing of the seasons, the changing of the time of day, like that was all kind of nice to see. 
Yeah, like the 3D area in the farming sections, I thought was the prettiest. Like the kind of walking around and looking at the farm and uh, the characters, uh, you know, talking to people and uh, scooping out the poop. It yeah, was, that's right. <laughs> like it, it, yeah, like the, I thought the graphics looked top notch, so it was it looked nice there. It reminded me a little bit of Toriyama's kind of art style, a little bit, yeah, you know, not, not, not quite there. But... I was trying to put my finger on it. It's like, it feels familiar. Yeah, yeah. That, but... that's, I think they were riffing on something like that. Like I got a little bit of like the, the Dragon Quest kind of vibe there, the 3D Dragon Quest kind of games look to it. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, the, I remember I was going to say uh, something I did like about the, um, the ex- exploration segments was... Uh, there were a lot of kind of parts of the environment that were kind of movable or that would or destructible, I guess. Like if you remember those segments with the mushrooms that kind of go bouncy, like bounce back and forth and you hit the enemies into the mushrooms and they go flying. I always had to laugh at that. You know, if I did a bunch of enemies into the mushrooms, they'd kind of make the boing, boing, boing type of sound <laughs> yeah. effect. And then they would go flying or I would go flying and we may, we may or may not take damage. Um, I, I liked how parts of the environment were. Uh, you kind of had to pay attention to, you know, where you were fighting as much as who you were fighting. Much more slapstick humor in this game than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I have to say one one part of the game I that really dragged it down for me was I just hate Sakuna. I hate her. I, she's <laughs> such a brat. She's so annoying. Like um, whenever she talks and she's like, "Shut up!" Like why why are you? Yeah, you're just such a butt. Like I, I don't want to. I don't hear what she's saying. Like everyone's just trying to survive. And everyone around her is really nice in general. Yeah. Uh, trying to help her out and all that stuff. And she's just, oh, yeah, not very pleasant to be around. Well, there was that one cut scene where she was like, that's it, I'm leaving. And she gets in the rowboat and just rows out to sea and then decides, ah, it's too dark, I'm coming back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, not that she thinks she's not, not going to survive or something like that. Oh, it's just too dark. Yeah. 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 But she's just always harping on everybody. And I feel like everyone around her is just so kind of like plucky and trying their best and uh, a little more happy go lucky. And she's just like a total downer like the whole time. Like, even yeah. even when like things are going well or like uh, you know, where they're having a meal or someone's teaching or something, it's just always like so much snark to everything she's saying. And uh, I just wasn't a huge fan of that. No. Oh, and there was one. of the, So there at the end of the day, I was, you know, you have dinner with them. And, and so <laughs> I like the first few I was reading. But there's like conversations that are happening during. Yeah. dinner. So you're like reading the thought bubbles while they talk and stuff. And eventually uh, I, I started to get to the point where I'm like, I just want to get, you know, get further into this game. I'm in my like my last few hours here. And uh, one of the dinners, uh, I guess somebody said something that offended her. So she just mm-hmm. walked out. Oh, that's funny. I remember that. I guess she was offended. Yeah, that's good. I, I that may have happened to me. I, I just don't remember. But that that's a funny moment. And uh, yeah. yeah, the and obviously not, none of this is voiced. Right. That those are there. There's some like kind of a little bit of talking sound effects, but there's no, no actual voice work going on there. I don't, I don't remember much voice work at all in the game, maybe a little bit with the uh, kind of intro introduction scenes with the story, but yeah, yeah, I, f- I feel like I remember like I, cause I, her voice seemed familiar to me. Yeah, I think it is. I think she does talk a little bit, but, it, and, and then maybe some of the side characters as well, but not, 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 you know, majority of the game not being voiced i would say no no it's mostly cutscenes. like there was one um i think the the one i remember most was uh when they were tilling these other farms and uh she was getting upset at the manual labor and everyone around her was like we're all trying to work hard here and then the, <laughs> yes the, the samurai was like uh had them singing a song uh, uh yeah like the yeah. minds off stuff. god that song went on forever didn't it like, it, like oh like, i know i i, I, I couldn't believe how long this was i'm like this is a joke like because i thought i thought it was like 
it, the game's it's just never going to end. Like yeah. I think you end. are. I feel like you're meant to skip it. Like I, yeah. I know you have that ability. But I'm just like, is there going to be an end to this? And like a, some kind of payoff at the end? They're all going to celebrate and be happy. Nope. You just got to. I don't know. I, I don't even know how long you'd have to wait to see see the end of it. But too long. Too yeah. Long. Yeah. 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 Uh, any any kind of final thoughts about this one? If we if we're expecting this developer to maybe come out with another another game uh, this year or next, maybe it got uh, delayed because of the because of COVID. What would you want? What would you want to see? Like, how how could they improve on this? What could the next one look like if, if it borrowed some stuff from Sakuna? Man, I don't I don't know. Like the combat was neat enough. You almost wonder if the devs should just take the combat and make a Metrovania out of it or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, put it in put it into something else entirely, as opposed to one where like the other half of the game is very slow and methodical and and not not super related to what you're doing in the exploration parts. Yeah, like the the farming seemed fine, but it I don't know. Like I said, it just seemed more like a roguelite to me where you know, each each cycle just felt the same. So it's like it, it got repetitive pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So you wonder if if they created, uh, you know, made a Metroidvania out of the out of the action part, because like they already kind of had, you know, with the caverns, a lot of the nodes were kind of like mini maps almost to a yeah, certain extent yeah. where it's like, well, you could probably turn this into something bigger and, and maybe more uh, variations and stuff. Mm hmm. I mean, at the same time, someone could argue like, well, there's a million Metrovanias. Do we really need another one? <laughs> yeah, true. Especially <laughs> so, like, so I'm like, yeah, I guess you have a point there. But I don't. I, more, I think that makes sense. More I think on the rice part or like that maybe uh, more farming, like focus less on. I don't know. It's, it's so maybe a, picking, it's maybe weird. picking one or the other. Like I, I do. Yeah. I do appreciate this combination. I think I think it is an interesting one. It's unique. I don't know that it fully worked out well because then. You're, you're trying to do the action parts and you're waiting for this harvest to happen. And until it does, you might not be strong enough to progress. And that waiting, I think, is it can be frustrating because you don't know, is it you? Is it is it that you need more materials to make your uh, equipment better? Or do you have to wait for that harvest to come in, which b- bumps all your stats up significantly? Uh, so a little bit maybe more of a better loop there or tighter loop between those two uh those two things happening maybe if like yeah. the farming uh like actually like planting and things like that and watering if those could also build up your stats somehow you weren't just waiting for the rice to come in i'll i'll pitch the other side then uh where they you just take the farming and maybe iterate on that such that maybe you you are you're actually selling it to customers like you you have your own stand and maybe you start with a roadside stand and then you like start maybe you get to a point where you're shipping it to stores so maybe a little jump ahead to like a more modern period where you're doing that kind of simulation farming stuff you know a la story of seasons harvest moon that kind of thing but then also maybe setting up a storefront a la something like moonlighter uh the upcoming uh Mineco's night market uh, is doing something like this but mm. i think i think seeing the that kind of makes sense to me, right? Growing something, bringing it to market, selling it, reinvesting those profits. That that kind of loop makes a lot of sense. This one, there was just something that didn't quite fit together. They didn't gel as well as I might like. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit more uh, down on it than I than I, I could have been. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Moonlighter because that feels like a sim- like a similar vein of, of, of an experience. 
Yeah, just a, just a top-down, uh, uh, more Zelda-like type game. But yeah, sim- similarity, uh, similar for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like you're going off to do the action part, and then you're coming back to do... Like, there's no farming. Like, you're just doing the selling part. But you're and... doing something with those materials that you acquire. Yeah. The same thing is happening in Sakuna, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, five hours in, are, are you... Uh... Do you ever think you'll open this again or is it uh, already deleted off your PS5? No, it's not deleted and it's not 0%. Like there, there is a possibility that I would open this up. If, if, if someone said to me, oh, Jordan, like you're, you, the platinum is really easy. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I've already <laughs> got like 10 trophies. I may be able to go and get the rest of them. Uh, or yeah, sometimes I get in a mood where I, I just want to do some trophy hunting. Uh, you know, the, not, not a lot of the games that are you know drawing my attention. I'll just go back to something familiar. Uh, and it's something that's this is it's it, you know in some par- aspects it is kind of brain dead like there isn't a lot of you know, heavy duty thinking that goes into this you know the action combat you know again the way I was doing it I'm kind of just mashing with a little bit of kind of jumping around and then the farming like you're, again because you're getting better at it and faster at it every time uh, it's maybe not as monotonous as the game goes on so. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not planning to continue right away, but I'm not I'm not deleting this and, you know, throwing away the key like Lost Fear or something like that. This, this is one where it'll stay on my PlayStation and, you know, I, I may come back to it at some point in the next year or so. Yeah, I, I enjoyed my time with it, but I don't ever expect to play it again. <laughs> We, like we really we really need to find a game that you are going to say definitively. Oh, I'm definitely continuing like, that. That is I feel like that's our goal. Yeah. Now. <laughs> our We're going to get now. there eventually. Uh, yeah, there's I'm a sure few up, upcoming on the list that I'm like, yeah, there might be a few here. It's, yeah, uh, I, I've frankly. So, you know, just looking ahead a little bit, you know, Fantasy Star 4 is one of the games on our list. I, I, I would be surprised if one or both of us you know d- didn't didn't end up uh continuing with that plus the after the five hours because i've heard really good things about it it's right up our you know turn-based final fantasy wheelhouse so uh fantasy star four could definitely be i i enjoyed the first one i don't know that i'll ever have time to play two and three but it sounds like if you're gonna skip them you just go straight to four because that, that's the best one a la ff6 kind of yeah a couple of the other ones look like Death ending and outer wilds are both seem like ones that I could probably get into longer than five hours as well. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Outer Wilds. Death Stranding, just I'm I'm almost scared by Death Stranding, thinking about like how <laughs> how big it is. Or it's going to be an extreme game, right? Uh, like it's going to be crazy. So I think it's going to be an extreme feeling one way or another. I think we're either yeah. going to be like, oh, I want to finish this, or this was the biggest piece of garbage I've ever played. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's going to be zero or a hundred, maybe. Like you have to, yeah. you want really want to see it through, or you just have absolutely zero interest. Uh, th- that's good. Uh, hopefully, we're on opposite sides of the fence. It's nice when we can kind of have uh, to disagree or have a different uh, point of view coming into these. We've only, I feel like, been kind of slightly differing so far but yeah but uh yeah that's our our latest five hour uh kind of experiment trying out a game our five hour trial sakuna of rice and ruin uh it is on switch it is available in a few different places if you are a ps plus extra or premium member it is free to download you can go and try it out yourself right there um i I think it is a game that does go on sale Somewhat regularly, marvelous titles generally do. I, I see their um, Story of Seasons games going for sale, going on sale quite regularly. So yeah, you can probably grab this one discount if uh, what we've been describing sounds appealing to you. 
Uh, and yeah, again, I want to give the game credit for kind of putting two things together that uh, in, in a unique way, right? We have seen games that have a little bit of combat to them, uh, even if they focus on farming. This does feel much more like a 50-50 split. And then to see how the farming affects your stats and your progression is, uh, it, it is admirable. Uh, it, it is a, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they attempted it, even though it didn't quite land for the two of us. I know some people have enjoyed this game. I think that'll do us for this week. Uh, again, we've got episodes upcoming. We're going to have another Baldur's Gate episode soon. Uh, I'm going to be able to share my impressions about 10 hours in. Uh, so looking forward to talking to, to to everybody out there about Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know if we're going to be doing Starfield just yet. David might be able to share some impressions of Starfield at some point uh, in the near future. David, do you want to... Baldur's Gate finally ends. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, it... I enjoy you... it, but it's 70... going on forever. 70... 75 plus hours already, something like that. Is that right? Oh, it's got... Well, it's... The, the, the... my save file does not match my hours played because mm, uh, sure. I pooched so many things that I had to go back and fix. So yeah, I'm like... Yeah. It's... I'm in the high 60s, but I got to be close to 80 in actual hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'll, I'll drop off before that point. I don't it feels like a game I might not finish, but I am I am eager to share my impressions. I think it's one of those games where you have so many different stories to tell and just going through your yeah. stories and, and how you solved a problem being so much different from how someone else did. That's going to be great. To, great to discuss. Just going off our five hour trial list or some other games we mentioned Death Stranding, Outer Wilds. Fantasy Star 4, uh, those are all kind of in the works. We're planning to get to those soon. Uh, I've added Cassette Beasts, or, or Paige might have mentioned that one. I think it's a Pokemon-like game. Uh, and then a kind of a walking simulator type game, What Remains of Edith Finch. I want to get into that at some point, too. I think uh, some of these games are also on PS Extra. Outer Wilds, I believe, is. Death Stranding, uh, for sure, is. I yeah. think what remains of Edith Finch is as well. So I think some of these are on Game Pass too. So yeah, one way or yeah another. exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll do us for this week. So thanks everybody for listening. Let us know what you thought about uh, Sakuna. If you've played the game, if you get into it, you know, share your thoughts with us down the line. Uh, you can reach out to uh, David by email, david at thirstymage.com. You can join our Discord uh, server. Lots of good chats happening there for individual games too. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye everybody. Bye.